Tip. Good afternoon. It is February 27th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I have a treasure story for you. In 1854, a ship called the Westmoreland sinks to the bottom of Lake Michigan. But guy's been doing a little bit of poking around. He thinks that there is $20 million worth of gold and rare whiskey. Uh, this happened, like I said, 1854, uh, 17 of its crew, gold, and 280 barrels of whiskey. Now, if you got the opportunity, would you try whiskey from 1854? Yes, but I'm, I'm going to give you two different things here there, there's a price difference and a quality difference here that that there's there's a rarity in this and that's why it's worth a certain amount and then there's a quality level that it's like well is it really still that good or is it just that rare and i'm a lot more interested in just having good stuff and i don't need to pay super rare stuff like I, I, the opportunity for sure but am i paying for this no way are you paying for this probably not but but if it's yeah. offered to you, oh yeah, all right, I'll I'll take a chance, I'll try some stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm not like against whiskey. I think we're pretty pro that, right? Let's. let's I think that's just well, the, the does, difference here, where the rarity is it, is what's making this expensive. Generally, and I think this has way more to do with the the actual ship than with the 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 whiskey. But saying since it's in cold water, this isn't in the ocean in the in the Caribbean somewhere, is that it's kept in much better shape for something so old than uh, if something had been like I said in in the warmer water. There's no way they're finding this, though. Like, do you expect them to do a follow-up on this story? Like, whatever months down the road that there's a huge project going on, that they're they're down below diving and in, in bringing up batches of whatever? And then, and then who's the person that tries this? Like, what's the – what's the what is, is there a test where we just draw straws? You go first? I think that they will get it out. Uh, I think it's, it's been found. It's just a matter of going down and – it's just not going to happen quickly. You know, it's a it, it's a shipwreck. So even getting to the cargo hold, I got to imagine there's just a lot of things that need to happen. It's not just so easy. Just you walk in, you're just like, oh, yeah, here we go. But yes, I'm way more on your side of there's no FDA. There's no, hey, this was tested. And, you know, later on during Prohibition, there were some real problems. I got to imagine before this, you know, they're not trying to poison people, but, you know, whether that was bad whiskey to start with, or now it's been sitting for 170 years under the water, Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, it, I just, it doesn't doesn't sit well with me. This isn't an, an adventure I'm seeking or going out of my way to to partake in. Like I said, if it's in front also, of me, maybe. And if it's uh, not, I'm not the first guy. Sure, so let someone else go first. Also, my main thing here that we haven't even mentioned. 17 people went down in the shipwreck. This is for sure a cursed treasure. Have you ever watched one movie? This is exactly how it's cursed. It's everyone that takes a piece of this gold and everyone that takes a sip of this liquor cursed forever. I'm staying away from it. Is that how curses work? That is exact. Have you watched one movie about curses? This is exactly how curses work. No, I always just thought it was like a Red Sox thing. There's movies about that? Oh, yeah. Lots of movies. Oh man, no, uh, I I watch a lot of movies. I, I, this is like uh, any any uh, uh, artificial intelligence. It always goes bad. The robots always take over. In this, if there's any treasure and people died with it, it's always cursed. 
Well, maybe I'm going to hold off on the artificial intelligence take I got now because that's I, we see we're already going to get heated about a whole bunch of conversations today. This this isn't one I'm ready to have. The AI we're we're not we're not we're not all right with this. We're against this. I don't know. Maybe watch, maybe this is just the golden uh, w- era. Watch one watch one movie. Just go into the '80s, watch one movie, and then come back and tell me it's a good idea. Well, that's what we're living in right now, isn't it? Every '80s movie basically about the 2020s. That could be possible. Uh, I'm not all the way uh, learned on that. All right, back to the sports part of the podcast. We mentioned last week that we were going to do all of our NBA award predictions a little early right now and kind of see how they play out throughout the year. We ended up not having time last week because Zach was so enthusiastic about All-Star Weekend and, and all of the fun festivities that we didn't have time to get to it. And now, now was, now's the time. This is, this is a great we time. Give it, we had to give it all the room that it needed. We didn't want to squeeze this in at the end and rush through it. You know, you got to let this breathe, you know? You know what's better than All-Star Weekend? Actual real basketball. All right, I'm going to tell you this. All-Star Weekend's cursed. I can't believe we spent a whole podcast talking about that nonsense. That doesn't have anything to do with basketball. I've heard people all week now criticizing All-Star Weekend and that it was weak and that they need to change this and maybe maybe Silver isn't addressing all of these problems we got. I'll tell you the one thing. All of that stuff, sure, you got a fair argument. It wasn't great. I didn't love it. I knew I wasn't really going to be into it going into it, so maybe that's more of a me thing and not a you thing, but... Either way, the one thing that doesn't need to be fixed is the amount of talent that is in the NBA. I went through all these awards, and I could see multiple people winning this, and I wouldn't even argue against it. These awards aren't even going to come down to whether or not you're good at basketball. It's going to come down to, okay, you're good at basketball, but are your teammates this good? Is your coach this good? Is your record at least above over here? It it becomes far, far, far less about your individual stuff, and it has to do a lot more with your circumstances and – the results that you, you've helped your team get to this year. I think these are commonly referred to as just individual awards, and in a lot of ways they are, but when I tell you how intense and how close this competition is, it sounds like it's becoming a lot more. Like, this has almost been taken to another level. Did you feel a similar way when you had to make some tough choices about these NBA awards? I I did. There's a lot of different directions you can go, and you really have to go and look at the look at the stats Look at, and you kind of have to create the narrative. And there's so many guys scoring so many points that other years it's like, oh, well, that guy's clearly, clearly the best. But this year, just the stats that the guys are putting up, it's just there's there's so many of them. This is the first time this year that there's been two 70 plus uh, scoring games, like by two different players after Dame Lillard hit that, uh, hit 71 last night. And do you want to know what's crazy? So there's been two guys, right? Uh, uh, Damian Lillard last night had 71. Donovan Mitchell had 71, whatever, months ago. Do you have either of those names written down anywhere on your list? On anywhere? Like, even backups, even honorable mentions? No. No, nowhere, right? Two guys that scored 71. Clearly phenomenal basketball players. Name of the game, put the ball in the hoop. These guys have done it more than anyone else in, in one single game throughout this entire season. And nobody's even batting an eye thinking, like, maybe these guys are MVP qualities. That's just how good the, the level is. That Those guys aren't even in this conversation, and they're that good. All right, I'm excited to get into this MVP talk. Let's just go with the first award. This is the big one. I broke this down. I wrote four names on here. I think you could write down a hell of a lot more, but I, I narrowed it down to four. I think you could have any of these four, and I wouldn't even be mad about it. And I will... Just say there's we're 60 games into the year. There's about roughly 20 games, give or take. Uh, each team here has played a different a, a different amount of games. So 
like I said, there's 20 games left, and there, I think straight the schedule could really start deciding some of all this. I wrote Jokic down as my top MVP. I, I think it's it's just kind of a no-brainer. I'm all right with it. He's only missed five games. His teammates, Murray's only played in 48 games. Michael Porter Jr. has only played in 45. He's played in 54. The strength of schedule going forward, they have the 20th, which is pretty soft if you look in comparison to some of the other guys I'm going to mention on here. And he's just a phenomenal basketball player. He makes everybody around him so much better. He never seems to be panicked in any position, and they're always in trying to mess with the positions. He looks like a gladiator out there recently. I don't know if you've seen this. He's got, like, scratches and, like, I, I think he almost looked like he had stitches on one arm. He's just all scratched up every night. But he shows up, and he plays, and, and I really, really enjoy watching him. And I hate to say that that narrative has something else to, to do with this, but there's something about that. I, I, I think he, he really gets a lot of credit for just being likable, not really being in the media for anything negative. And just showing up and doing his job. I have I have other names mentioned here. I've got Embiid at second. I got Giannis three, and I have Tatum four. And honestly, you could rearrange these in any way. The only reason I went with all of these in this order was Embiid. Last twenty games left here, they have the first. They have the hardest schedule going the rest of the way out. They're playing nothing but quality playoff teams from here on, and I think that's just going to matter. He's also missed twelve games, and Harden's only played in forty three. So it depends on, like, you know, have these teammates played too much? Are they not that good? I think that plays a little bit more into effect later. Giannis has missed uh, about 12 games, maybe 13 games now. Tatum's missed three, and I think Brown has only played in 50 games. He's played in 57, which is almost every game. I mean, if the Celtics finish the top here in the last bit, I think there's there's a good chance you could give it to Tatum. But if Giannis ends up being number one, or the Bucks end up being number one seed, or if Embiid keeps going and they crawl up the, the rankings here, or, or if Denver drops. I could see this going any other way, but what would you think? Here? Who would you have? I mean, I feel like I've just been talking about three really, really good players, and I'm not going to be mad about anyone that you picked. Did you at least pick one of my four? Yes. Uh, I, th- I think those are the consensus top four. Uh, I went with Jason Tatum. Uh, I wish I had gone with him before the year started. He definitely has not, not peaked, but at least peaked in the, the MVP discussion. He's definitely fallen down recently. But my argument has been for a while now that it, the MVP is the best player on the best team. The Celtics are the best team. He's the best player. Uh, name of the game is scoring points. He has the most points in the league right now. And for sure, <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks, with Giannis or without Giannis, just refuse to lose. And they are just right up uh, right behind us. Half a game, you know, one little slip up and we're in trouble, as well as the Nuggets are not far away uh, either. So this could easily change, you know, in, in a day, in a, in a week. But for right now, Jason Tatum. I'm not even mad about it. That's fine. I, it'd be great for Tatum. I have no problem with that. Like you said, we ended up being the best team in the league. And he's been great. He's played in a lot of games. Brown's missed some time. The, the, the only thing I, I would say is if you had to pick a supporting cast, are you picking the Celtics supporting cast or Denver supporting cast? I watched the Celtics with their supporting cast the other day without Tatum and Brown beat a Milwaukee team that did have Giannis or almost beat a, a Milwaukee team that did have Giannis I mean if you take Jokic out of this Denver lineup even if you have Murray and Michael Porter Jr. there I don't think they're nearly as competitive as the Celtics are without it so I, I just think this the cast around Tatum is, is pretty good it's not the sexiest amount of names but these are really talented players and they've performed at a high level all year a lot of guys in and out too Al hasn't played every game Time Lord for sure Robert Williams has missed a ton of time and other guys have been in and out but Overall, the Celtics have kind of battled through a whole bunch of injuries as well. I mean, I'll, I'll give Milwaukee a bunch of credit. They just can't lose either. But All right, 
is that enough for for MVP? I, it's sure. just, I, I I I could see this going any other way. Do you think there's any chance it's not one of these four names on the list? The only one is is Luca. Not after last night. But I, especially with Kyrie there, and I, they'd have to make a, a crazy run. He'd have to be really supernova. I'll be, I'd be happy with any of these guys winning it. I'd be, be totally fine. All right, rookie of the year. Out of all of the ones, I, I think this is the one where I don't have as much of an argument for, for anyone else. I, I think it's easily Paolo. I actually think we could give an award. Almost every one of these awards we could give to a, a Orlando Magic this year. Like I think we could give a six man to someone. I think we could give most improved to someone. Paolo's been great. Orlando's been great. I think that's a really exciting player to have going forward. And they're just they're just a fun team. That's all I'm going to kind of say it as. I mean, Keegan's been great for lighting up the beam in Sacramento. Matherin, sure, make an argument. I, I, he's been coming off the bench out of all the games he's played. 62 games. Uh, he's only started 62 games. Or only started four games. He's come off the bench for 62 games. So is he really a starter? Do you think this should probably go to a starter for rookie of the year? Does that really matter? Uh, I don't know. No, it's the best. It's the best rookie. All right. Well, then I think it's easily Paulo, right? Is there really much of an argument for anyone else? Oh, easily Paulo. He's far and away. Uh, I don't even know if you could bet on it anymore. He's so far and away. Even if you were to get hurt and not play the the rest of the year, uh, almost averaging twenty points, six and a half rebounds, three and a half assists. Uh, you know, okay percentages, but that's you know to be expected from from a rookie. Uh, over one three per game. I bet that'll go up as a as he gets more comfortable. But definitely, you know, was picked number one. It was a little bit of a surprise at the time, but I think he's definitely lived up to uh, to the expectations. Obviously, Chet got hurt in in summer league, so that would have been the main rival. So we'll have to see, you know, a little more down 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 the road. But I think he uh, he's definitely stepped up, and like you said, he's playing uh, a ton of a ton of games and starting and playing starter minutes. He started every game. Yeah, Math Matherin is is just another guy that I think is numbers wise looks really great and impact wise I think is is doing uh, a great he's, job. But he's asking for trouble out there. I watched him play the the Celtics right off of the the All Star break, and he he was just he 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 was just being a being an absolute pest. But but he's coming off the bench is is really all I was saying. It's like I think he he, he, he that role is is perfect. If he can play that role for the rest of his career, he'll be a good player. If he does anything more than that, watch out. Like there's there's, there's something there. Uh, all right, next one, sixth man of the year. I watched, I, I looked, I did so much research. I looked at all the lists and the odds and seeing like who was the favorites and going back in time and reading like pre-articles and new articles. And I had a hard time finding a guy that I was just like, yeah, no, for sure thing, like lock, lock this one in. And, and the, the more I, I looked into it, the more I just realized that this is kind of a process of elimination here where I, I, I'm going to give it to Malcolm Brogdon and I'm going to tell you why. He hasn't started any games this year and he's played in 52. All these other guys on the list have started, you know, Norman Powell started seven games. He's played in 52. Westbrook has now started two of the past games for the Clippers out of two games playing for them. So is he even a sixth man anymore? He started three games for the Lakers. He's played in 54 total for the year. Tyrese Maxey, he's only started 22 games this year. He's came, he's came off the bench for the other, what, 18? So is he, could you be considered for six man if you're starting this many times? Like I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, Christian Wood started 17 games. All, all these guys, Matherin is he's he's just come off the bench. He, he's the best argument here, but I think you got a better argument for him at six man of the year than rookie of the year. 
So I just kind of narrowed it down that I think I'm going to go with Malcolm Brogdon because his team's really good. Boston's probably going to be finished with the top three record, worst case scenario in the league. And he's come off the bench and been really effective with it. I, I, I just had a, I had a hard time finding any other names. Like these guys have started games. There should be a Clipper that, that has this, but the Clippers keep taking nights on and off and the other guy just fills in and starts that I don't even think you're a six man anymore if you're starting some nights. So because of that, I'm I'm gonna give it to Malcolm Brogdon. Another Boston award here. Did you did you agree with me or did you go with one of the other guys? Oh yeah, I'm also going with uh with Malcolm Brogdon. I could see it going to Norm Powell because this is a, traditionally just been the who off the bench scores the most points, but he only averages two more points per game than Malcolm Brogdon does, and I think Malcolm Brogdon just does a lot more. Uh, you know, we we've seen Tyrese Maxey struggle uh, recently. Bobby Portis has been hurt a whole bunch. You know, he's kind of been on that list. He he definitely can contribute, but just the, he's been hurt for for weeks now. And like you said, Russell Westbrook, that that was a a fancy pick when he you know got put to the bench on the on the Lakers, and he's still putting up uh, you know numbers. But right now, he's a starter. <laughs> of the two like, games he's played, he's a starter for the new team. So it's, it's you yeah. know, if you ask me that, he just eliminated his chances of winning this. It's it's gone. Poof. Like. The other thing is I think he's only going to hurt Norman Powell's chances as well. So, poof, he's gone as well because now they're on the same team. And one of them's going to go off the bench sometimes, and one of them's probably not, and who knows. But Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine I'm fine if you start occasionally. Like, hey, a guy's hurt. You're the sixth man. It makes sense for you to you know, get moved up to that starting one. So I think it's interesting that Brogdon legitimately has not started any games, but – so I would give other guys like, hey, you know, if you're, you're starting a little bit here and there, that's fine. But if you're starting more games than you've come off the bench, I, that's got to cut you. You're not a six man. So process of elimination Find on that one. Th- this was this this feels like an award where there was a lot of guys going for it. And then the team's story didn't go along with it. Where it was like, nah, man, I know you we said you we wanted you to go for six man of the year, but I need you to start tonight. So and so's out or we traded them or he's not coming back <laughs> and. That's how you ended up with kind of a weird award year with this. But, you know, shout out to Malcolm Brogdon. It, with it, he won Rookie of the Year as well, right? This isn't uh, – it's just, just uh, filling up that trophy case over there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. You have uh, Most Improved Player next, right? Yes. Uh, how about you go first on this one? I feel like I'm giving away all the good answers. Okay. I'm going with uh, with Laurie Markkinen. He comes from, uh, you know, traded from Chicago to Cleveland – and then Cleveland, you know, in the offseason with the uh, the Mitchell deal, goes to, to Utah. And I don't really think that he, you know, he wasn't like the, the main piece of that deal on, on either side. It was more of, well, we got to kind of throw him in and, you know, just, you know, he, he was fine last year. But it was just kind of like, all right, kind of is what he is. Probably going to be a journeyman. He's got some height, can shoot a little bit. But he goes from that to he was a starter in the All-Star game. I mean, for sure it was an injury replacement, but he was still, he was a legitimate all-star. Uh, jumped up his points per game by 10. Bounced up his uh, his rebounds by three. Uh, bounced up his uh, his assists by, by, by a half. So that one's not, not so much. But to, to increase your scoring from 15 points a game to 25 points per game, that's a huge jump. And for sure, the Jazz have, Falling off their their initial pace, but it's not like they're absolutely terrible. And this is just a complete uh, uh, bad, uh, uh, good stats, bad team situation. It's like no, this this is pretty legit. I playing pretty much every night. 
I agree with you. I also had Laurie Markin in. And I, I just wanted to say this about this award is I think this is one of the harder to find ones. I mean, none of these awards defined properly. You could find a special case for one year in just about every one of these. But I didn't like that Jaw got this one year, and it was, it was kind of like, all right, so he went from being rookie of the year to an all-star the next year. It was like, well, yeah, wasn't that t- the projected trajectory yeah, anyways? He, like, isn't that what we... He, he was went, number two pick. He went number two overall. Any other year, Zion's not there. He goes number one, and it's like, well, what do you expect the best-case scenario by year two? It was like, well, maybe he'll be an all-star. Like, I remember when LeBron, his rookie year, there was all-star talk, and they were like, ah, no, nah, we don't really ever do that. And it's like, that's because it's a second-year thing. It's not a first-year thing. So... To give it to an award to a guy like that, it's kind of a similar way about I feel about Shea this year where I think he missed it because he kind of took that jump last year, and this year he's been really good. As well as if he just stops playing games from here on, there's no way I want to give this to him either. So I, I think Laurie is kind of a safer pick. I'm just glad it's not going to a guy that was really good last year and is now also an all-star this year. I think it should always be a role player that just becomes a relevant guy in the league, very much like Laurie was this year where – certainly a higher draft pick, but didn't perform at the highest level. I mean, throw the guy that you have in Utah right now, put him on Cleveland, take Donovan Mitchell out. Like, he was there. They act like they they, they, they stole this deal in, in Donovan Mitchell and that now they're so much better off. You put this Laurie on there, it's an interesting team. The problem is, is the rotation just doesn't work. Because Laurie, he's kind of a big guy. He's definitely a favorable shooter, but I don't know how you mix him in with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley and a lot of the other bigs they got going on there in Cleveland just just didn't fit. But shout out to Laurie. This, this is what you should do, man. You got a great opportunity here in Utah, and, and now you've become kind of the, the, the building block around this. Like, I, I, Are they building around Laurie? Is that a terrible idea? Mm. Or is he not a building block? Maybe he's just a piece. I don't think you build around him. I think he's a, he's a piece. All right. Uh, a couple other guys I just want to— I don't think he's the worst thing in the world. No, no, I, I think he, I think he could be your second or third guy on a championship team. I, I, I think, think you can win. I think the Jazz have a lot of young pieces. They got a lot of draft capital, and they can go in a lot of different directions. Should have held on to Vanderbilt. A uh, couple other names I wanted to mention here: uh, Mikael Bridges. I think he's the favorite to win it next year. I think you're going to see him do that James Harden thing, where it's like, oh, you're a role player, and then you get shipped in to this team, and now you're kind of the guy there. And it's like, well, if I'm going to be the guy, I'm, I'm going to put up some numbers. He had a 45-point game before the All-Star break, I believe. I would, I would, I'd be shocked if that's not the new trend for him, and I could see him winning it again next and year. He was, uh, he was runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year last year, right? I think that's why he, he's, or he was, he was at least in the mix. I think he was runner-up. You could like even very much in the mix. Uh, and then I just want to shout out a whole bunch of Orlando Magic's here. I think Franz has gotten a lot better this year. I think Markel Fultz is a relevant player and is now going to be in the league for who knows how long. He looks great. I think Bull Bull, another one. He's suddenly in a rotation of, of a team that's not that great, but at least he's in a rotation. He's doing some things out there. And lastly, my favorite Orlando Magic, Wendell Carter, is is a starter, and I hope remains a starter in the league. I, I think there's there's hope for this. They certainly swindled the Bulls on that. I, if you're Chicago and you're looking at the up and down that roster, what do you think you need? Well, I'm sure Wendell Carter would be awfully helpful for some of the flaws that they have going on there. So shout out to a lot of people in Orlando making a lot of big steps, doing a lot of good things, being a lot better than they were last year, and becoming a player whose name I think is worth knowing. I think all of those guys are, are names that we're going to be talking about for a good amount of time. The Bull Bull Project will just always continue, but I think that's just constantly going to be a topic to talk about. Uh, lastly, Jalen Brunson. 
this is another one that I, I think is similar to Shea, where I, I'd be almost disappointed if they gave it to him this year. It, it feels almost disrespectful to the success he had last year. There's a lot of games Luka didn't play in that, that he was great in last year in Dallas, and he has just been that perfect piece for New York this year, just that steady driver, keeping everything going and making the plays that they need. But uh, do you have any other honorable mentions? I, I just think this is the one that the one award where we can put the spotlight on these role players a little bit, and they rarely ever get this. So I'm I'm trying to spread some love here. Is there anybody you want to spread some love to? I'm just shocked at how how much love you have for the 25 win Orlando Magic. But they, uh, I I agree that this award, it like the jump, it, you could you could do the the jump in many different places, and. I don't think we need any any more awards, but I definitely think with the, with the Jaw one, which I can't remember if that was last year or the year before, uh, if you are an All Star or kind of in that All Star All NBA category, like that's your award. This is more of a role player award of a guy that was maybe like about to be out of the league and then is now a starter. You know, kind of in more of that category, or you know, like I picked Laurie of, you know, about to be, you know, so I guess I picked him, but you know. He made a huge jump. Laurie was great this year. Laurie was a guy. He, he was totally welcome. It didn't seem like he didn't fit in at the All-Star game. seemed like totally qualified to be there. So great, great job by him. And I can't wait to see how these all play out. I mean, the, the weird thing is Utah is going in the wrong direction, and it probably is in their best interest that they, they continue to go in that direction and just get out of all of this. But it'll be interesting to see if they get in and they stay and if they can get frisky. Who knows? Uh, all right, Defensive Player of the Year. This, for me was by far the hardest one. I didn't fall in love with this. I wrote down so many names that because I just didn't want to write down Jaron Jackson Jr. I just I just didn't want to do this. I think this guy fouls out in too many games. I don't really love the way Memphis plays defense or the way they're just playing in general. And, and I wrote down a lot of other names here, but I honestly can't even argue them very well. I mean, Brooke, Brooke is just like this lone survivor in Milwaukee who, who has played in a lot of games. But the games that he... And I know that there's some solo games where he has to hold down the whole fort, but in the games that he's not doing that, he gets to play with Drew Holiday and Giannis. And there's not, it's not like that other guys on this team are full of a scrappy or just trashy defenders here. I mean, they got Grayson doing dirty stuff all the time. There's a Wesley Matthews Whoa. there. There, Whoa, that, just, that is false. There are that is false. competitive yeah, that defenders. That is ridiculous. <laughs> My goodness. You got, you got the Memphis TikToks punching guys square in the dick. And now you're just like throwing strays at a uh, Grayson Allen for no reason. I'm just saying Milwaukee is a number four defense. And I think Brooke has a lot to do with it. I just can't give him the award. I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's the d defensive player of the year should go to somebody where it's like, I wish every team in the league had him and every team in the league would have this guy starting. And he would be a, a defensive priority for, for every other team scouting against him the next day. And I don't think anybody's scouting against Brooke Lopez. I'm sorry, but nobody's like, Oh, you know what? You know, watch the watch. Come watch this film. We got to be careful about Brooke in these areas. I don't think anyone's you doing should. that. Maybe we well, should. I bet they are. You think they are? All right. I'm. I'm not, and maybe I'm foolish for doing all that. We both picked Cleveland guys prior to the year. I went with Jared Allen. You went with Evan Mobley. I still think those are just really, really good candidates. I just they're not getting the odds, and I think it's because they're playing together and they're splitting them down the middle, and it's not doing anyone any favors. But those are the guys that I wanted to go to. The guy that I think is going to get it, though, I think it's going to be Jaron Jackson Jr. I can't make the argument for anyone else. I really tried. Uh, one other little side story here. <laughs> is is Donovan Mitchell just going to play alongside some of the greatest defensive big men in his career? I mean, he goes from Rudy Gobert to Jared Allen and Evan, Evan Mobley. I mean, 
just talk about he could Seems just smart. never play defense ever. He could just let everyone go by him forever the rest of his career. Just re- real job by him uh, just negotiating some good It's almost like part of, the, uh, part of the scheme. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it is. Uh, all right, but that, that's what I got. I don't love my answer. I can give you a whole bunch of numbers. I could tell you that there's some weird Jaron Jackson Jr. stuff that about the road games. I don't know if you got some stuff on that, but I think it's, I think it's going to be end up, end up being him, and I don't love it because I don't think Memphis is a very good defensive team right now, and there's so many good defensive teams. I just can't pick a guy. Like, could you pick a guy on Boston? Like, who would you pick? Uh, you smart one last year, but he he's been hurt this year, and Rob he would be like the next one you'd go to, but he he's been hurt as well. Uh, I think kind of when that Jason Tatum for MVP was really at its highest uh, level. Uh, what Tatum? Uh, he I can't remember. Like it, it was like he was he was getting like a bunch of blocks. So like he was really like locking guys up and just like doing a little more than I feel like you see from the guy that's normally the uh, like the main offensive. Uh, generator, but I, uh, I his offense is just so good. You're never gonna give him defensive player of the year. Well, who did you give defensive player of the year to then? Well, last week when we were uh, prepping for this, I wrote down Jaron Jackson Jr. But I think it was really just uh, uh I was brainwashed by uh, Chris Vernon of the Ringer and all of his Memphis just his love and just then all of a sudden like midweek I like took a look at my 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 names and then realized like, wait a minute. Jaron Jackson Jr. has only played like forty something games, 42. so I had, to, I had to reevaluate. I had to reevaluate, and yeah, I'm going with going with Brooke Lopez. Uh, I think people kind of forget about him because last year he, uh, you know, was hurt for most of the year, but he's played pretty much all of this year. He's played fifty nine games. So it's got to be like all of the games, and two and a half blocks a game, half a steal for a big man. And I think he anchors that defense. I mean, you got Giannis. But, you know, even before that, he's been a known defensive player for a long time now. So, yeah, I, I didn't want to go with Jaron Jackson Jr. either, so I went with Brooke Lopez. I'm, I'm not I'm not, I'm not going to even – it's fine. Yeah, I'm all right with it. This, this award, like I said, there's so many good defensive teams that I almost wish it just wasn't assigned to a player and that we could just say, like, yeah, the Celtics have a really good defense. Because if you were to do this by teams, it, how far down the list would Memphis be? And that's my problem with giving it to Jaron Jackson. And I think Milwaukee – would probably be two. What I I had them at four overall. Uh, I think Boston was two. I I didn't see the Goldsberry uh, latest rankings on all that. I generally go by them on the. But that's just that's just like the last. He usually does that the last ten games. So you, you got to just be careful with that for a season long award. Well, I mean, Cleveland's had a really good defense. I'd say they're probably probably top five. No, I mean, I just with those two two guys there, they're so good defensively. Uh, all right. Uh, what else we got here? Are those are all the awards we got. One more, right? What we got? Coach of the year. Uh, I didn't do coach of the year. All right, good, because I didn't really do a whole lot for this either, and I had no problem giving it to Missoula. Got no problem giving it to Mike Brown, Mike Malone, Will Hardy. Maybe not, but sure. If you want to throw his name in there, by all means. None of these guys are uh, coaching for coach of the year, right? They're coaching for championships. That's that's the only thing that should be mattering to them. The only one that would probably just enjoy the shout out after being fired so many times by so many different teams is shout out to Mike Brown, man. Light the beam. Let's. Uh, I would. I would probably put him as the the guy I wish would get it. Mostly because Missoula. I, I, I don't know. Do we? Do you like Missoula? Like you're you're okay with this? Yeah. Alright. Yeah. A 34 year old that finds out the week before the season starts that he's going to be the head coach and he has the best record in the in, in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. 
right. Uh, What's not to like? I. I'm not. I, look, there's, there's, I'm not gonna have this out. We'll wait. I'll wait to give you some more real life examples, rather than nitpick all this, because there's still a chance that he gets through it and that he's everything you just said he is, and then I, I'll be fine. But the second we get in the playoffs, and there's some weird rotation stuff, or some weird play calling stuff, or some, I don't know, strange timeout callings things, and it's fine. It, it, it all makes sense in the regular season. Some of those decisions won't will make sense in the moment. They'll they'll add up and mean a lot more later in the year. So maybe I'll have a, a chance to nitpick them then. For for now, it's fine. Yeah, you're right. All, everything you said is right. Uh, a team did hire a new coach this week, and that's the Atlanta Hawks. They got Quinn Snyder. I think this is the first move that sends Trey Young out of Atlanta. I can't imagine this being a good pairing. I'm not sure why they think this is a good pairing. Is there something you know that I don't know or that they know that we don't know? Because this seems like a terrible idea. I don't remember Quinn Snyder getting along with Donovan Mitchell a whole lot, and I'd probably categorize Donovan Mitchell as an easier player to coach than Trey Young. This just seems like they're they're trying to either force him out or they're trying to just tame him, control him. I, don't, I have no idea what this is. This seems like an awful pairing. I wouldn't want to put these, this coach and that player together. And I think it's a ticking time bomb. I think Trey will get traded this summer. That's what I think this move says. What do you think it says? He will get traded or he will demand a trade to get traded. Both. They'll actually move him this summer. I think they want to move him. I, I don't, I'm not sure what they can do to increase his value for the remaining of the year here, and I'm not sure if that's letting him take more bad shots or letting him turn the ball over more or or what, because I, how do you, how do you make this guy's value go up more? I feel like you make his value go up by making him be like a making him play like a guy that nobody wants to play with, but that's not what anybody's going to want to trade for either. So the, it's, it's a very weird predicament that they're in. I don't think this is the right coach for him. I think it is a good coach for Atlanta, and it just doesn't involve Trey long-term. I'll be curious to see what they do for all that. Kind of strange to hire a coach when you don't know what your team's going to look like long-term if that's the strategy, but that's where I think we're going with this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what would you trade for Trey? You think there's any team that like is a front-runner for him, or am I just blowing smoke? I mean, he, he's good, but he's, he's just always going to be undersized. So... Regular season, it always seems like it's going to work, but you just always got to be concerned when you get into the playoffs that he just gets, you know, hunted, and you really have to have a coach. You know, we we've had it uh, in Boston with a uh, with Brad, where when we had uh, Isaiah Thomas, like you have to hide him, you have to do some really creative things to hide him, and I think you're gonna have it, maybe not to the same level with Trey, but to to some degree, you're gonna have to do that, and I. Don't, I there's already been kind of rumblings like Trey's unhappy, right? So I have to imagine when they bring in a new coach, he's your franchise star. Like, there had to have been some conversations, right? You would hope so. Didn't hear anything, and I'll be curious to see how Trey plays the rest of the year. They signed him for five years, including this year. So this wasn't a, let, let's sign you, let's see how it goes. It's, okay, no, you're the guy. You're, you're the guy for the for, for the you know for the future. Sure. Just just to back up the timeline a little bit, though, when they give him the five years, it's like, hey, man, we just traded for Murray. This is going to be great. You got another guy here. Like th There was far more excitement, or, or at least the expectations were, were different when, when we did that. And then Trey has this weird resume of, of the one conference finals year where, where he has the playoff success, and they, they did make a run. But that was a long time ago, and that was a really weird season, and I don't think his team is as good as it was then, and that that's that's just not going to work. As well as I don't think he's. Like, do you think he's? Do you think he's improved at all since that that year? 
Like, is Trey any better at anything? I mean, he was already pretty good, so <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to like keep going up. And no. at a certain point, it's is it? Yeah, I could take more shots, and the counting stats could be better. But you, you really want your team to be better. I think there's a lot of elements of Trey's game that could be improved, and there are moments where he embraces that, especially with his teammates, and is just a better playmaker. But there's so many like non-chemistry plays that he just throws everything off by shooting a bad shot or holding on the ball for way too long, or or just just has some really lazy passing. So it's, it's it's this has turned into like a I, I didn't want to talk about Trey. I just don't think this is a good coach for him. All right, I feel like I'm trashing right, Trey now. Get, get me I'll, out of here. I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you out of this. You're not gonna love it, but. This is the first time, and this, this is a like really weird, obscure stat, but that a team has a a player, a coach, and an owner that all played in the Final Four. Can you guess what school they're from? They're all from the same school. Yeah. No, no, no. I no. I'll, I'll make it easy for you. It, it, it's Duke. AJ Griffin played in the Final Four last year. He's the player. Quinn Snyder's the coach. He played in the Final Four, and uh, Grant Hill is a uh, is part owner, and he uh, obviously made it to the Final Four, national champion. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I I didn't realize. Did I just? Lose I told a, you you were gonna like it, but I, I got I got nifty facts over here. Did, did I just lose another bet? What just happened? I, what consequence was that? Do I, do I still gotta do this, this stuff this year? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of bet consequence, it's that time of the year. I, I realize the time of the year that I need to get my shit together and get that other downhill shirtless thing over with. And I, and I think this is going to be the week that it happens. I'm getting some fresh snow tonight, maybe a little bit more the day after. This seems oh, like this nice. is going to happen this week. Uh, un- unfortunately, I, I'm not going to have any any friends to help me participate in all this. So this is going to be a very awkward solo adventure, and maybe that's the punishing part about it. Uh, it it's certainly logistically added new obstacles of, of just coordinating jackets and uh yeah well, i think it's gonna happen this week is, is really all i'm doing that and i'm just want to ask and remind everyone if you have any new ideas for a bet consequence this year now's the time to do it because we're running out of time we kind of got to lock this in what within two weeks here maybe maybe less uh two uh two we got two more podcasts before the uh, you know after this one before the the tournament starts so we need to have some sort of agreement Every year we make a March Madness bet between Zach and I, and the loser has to do some embarrassing consequence. Some of the examples of consequences of the past years were Zach had to learn how to do a backflip. I still have to go skiing downhill shirtless for at least one run. Uh, what else we got? Shaved will, legs, will more? moon. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really have all these written down. All right, these these aren't exactly fond memories. I'm shocked uh, that you don't enjoy re- recapping all of these. 100 meters sprint in in high heels. Yeah, yeah, that was that wasn't so fun. Uh, shaved legs, short shorts, uh, Jackie Moon, corn yep. dogs. Yeah, all all sorts of silly stuff. And these these all are the, video, all the good ones. Videos and examples of all these do exist online. I I don't have a Facebook page to send you to anymore. But uh, if you search on YouTube, I'm sure you'll find some. Something on us. Uh, anyways, make sure you send those in. You can reach Zach at his Twitter, which is Wicked Z Man Twenty Four. Yeah, send them all in, and we're gonna try to give you a couple right now. Now, when I say we, I mean Zach because I, I, I got nothing, man. I tried. I have some real, really bad ones that I'm gonna wait till you go and decide if these are even worse or if these are fair game, and then, and then uh, we'll, we'll decide from there. But I really don't have anything I, I'm willing to present at the moment, and that is a problem. But 
you know, if it's not good or if it's something we've kind of already done or just doesn't work or doesn't fit, I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. I, I, it hasn't clicked yet, but maybe you got something that clicked. What do you got? Ah, maybe, maybe I can get the, you know, the juices flowing here. Uh, first one, new one. I came across this one uh, on, the, on the Internet uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I made sure to, uh, to jot it down. This one is dinner for two with a stuffed animal. So I, I take I have to go get a stuffed animal and One, take it out yes. and take it out to dinner and sit it in a seat yep. next to me. Yeah. And you now have to dress do, up. Do okay, th- that's that's fine. I, I I'd like to be clothed. I, I think that yes. Check. No, not now you go na- no, you have to dress up like you have to be like in a suit. Sure. That's that's not like a, it's that's like a not, nice like you're you're going on a date, like yeah, not, you know, just not, going to dinner. Not 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 punishing. Now do I need to get the the, the stuffed animal food? <laughs> I was thinking about that, and my thought was, you have to get it a drink that you can drink, but you you don't have to order it food. But oh, th- we, this could be negotiated. Th- this was a new idea, you know. I haven't seen this too often, but I was trying to, you know, you know, some something new we haven't had before. And I can't just bring my dog. Oh, absolutely not. That would be disgusting to bring a dog into a restaurant. No, no, it's gonna be the three of us. This is a fan. You're you're going to a fancy restaurant. Where the hell am I going to a fancy restaurant around here? I don't know. It's got to be some place where you're going to get dressed up nice and you're going to fit in. Yeah, that, okay, so now now there's a destination wedding aspect to all this. Cause I, I don't, there's, not, definitely, there's nice places around you. To wear a suit around here? Where? Yeah. Where? I mean, maybe you don't have to go to a suit. You at least got to. I mean, I'm talking button up. Like you, You're not going to Applebee's. Do we even have an Applebee's? I mean, all right, never. Ah, you know, Applebee's chili is one of those ones. Sure. All right. Yeah, uh, that's it's it's on it's on the board. It is uh, it's it's not the worst idea. It's 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 certainly a far more appropriate than the idea I had. So I I, I I'm still not ready to share. But uh, you got anything right. else? <laughs> Second one, always a fan favorite. Has not made it yet. Beer mile. Oh no, no. This just this is the one that just haunts me because there was a time in my life where I would have embraced this and suffered through it and, and enjoyed the suffering. It's I, only going to get worse as you get older. I, I'm so far past that. There's no, I don't even think I could drink four beers in like 20 minutes, let alone however long it's going to take me to do the mile on top of it. Yeah. Th- th- these aren't, these aren't rewards. These are punishments. Yeah. This is, this is turning into like, it's going to take me a whole hour to do a beer mile at this point in my life. No, that's, that's my biggest consequence there. All right. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's fair game to have it on the board. We've had it before. I, I don't see any reason to eliminate it, but it's certainly not my favorite, and it, it seems like it's the only one that I – you have to have one that the listeners are like, God, I really hope it's the worst one. I hope it's that one, and I think that's the one they would be rooting for, and I think we need to have at least one consequence that everyone's rooting for, and that might have to be it. Uh, what else okay. you got? My third one. This one is a little bit stealing from the part of my take, guys. They had done a, done a bowling event, so a little bit different, but it's you have to bowl 2,000 points. Bowl 2,000 points. Yep. Perfect games, 300. Yep. Which we will never do. I mean, maybe yep. by, the, by the time you get to 2,000, you might be a little bit better off at it, but all right. And then I was also thinking maybe there would be um, like – some some helpers like you know I, I haven't figured out exactly the point system but you know for every beer you drank 
you got some points off, uh, or you got your, you know, you got points added to your to your total. Uh, for every hot dog you ate, you got some points added to your total. I was trying to think of maybe if, uh, you know, if you were able to convince someone to bowl with you, you'd be able to use their points. So, two thousand points. It just it's, it's a certain amount of points, but we might have to figure, you know, finagle, uh, you know, the exact scoring system. That could take a really long time. I don't think it'd take too long. I just said 2,000 points, and then uh, a, a beer is 5 points, and a hot dog is 10 points. Boom. Yeah, all right. Add, add all that. What, what do you do? You think you're getting over 100 every game? I would hope so. All right, so you're over 100. Let's just say, worst case scenario, you're exactly at 100. Was it 20 games? Yeah. Just add, add it up a little little price you're doing per game. And not at certain allotted time frame, you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna spend some cash, and then you want to encourage me to get more beer and other overpriced goods here. Okay, uh, overpriced uh, goods. I don't think beer is exactly overpriced at the bowling alley. You get the picture. Uh, I think what you would need to do is talk to the the manager ahead of time and say, "Hey, I lost a bet. Could I do some sort of a time limit?" Or I know some bowling alleys do just offer. It's hey. Here you you pay by by the time, not by the game. That might be your 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 route. Yeah, are you even healthy enough to participate in a bowling event? I got till uh, till November of next year. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's 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 not the worst idea. I I think there's some details we can iron out over there, and that that could be fun. And I I. I'm already struggling for a location over here. I I, I can't. I I don't know how long it's gonna take me. So I feel like I gotta find somewhere that's gonna be open long enough. Uh, It'll uh, take you two days. <laughs> there should be a consequence for that as well. Oh, that's the consequence. You have to come back to the bowling alley the next day. Yeah, maybe that maybe that should maybe you like have to leave something behind. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're back again. I'm like, no, I just left my hat here. You just need to <laughs> grab that and never come back again. Uh, all right, next next bet. Any more? Is that it? All right, I got I got one left. Uh, this one is still maybe it's a little more of a half baked idea. I'm, I'm not really sure, but I went with uh, you have to carry a rock with you for a month. <laughs> now the the rock uh, I'm gonna say is maybe like a little smaller than the size of your fist, so it would fit in your pocket, and it would just be it's a it seems more like a I think like in high school they'd have the you know the home ec like you had to take care of the egg for a certain amount of time, but this would be a similar idea, and you'd have to have it with you wherever you went. So if you were at you know your your house, you, know, you wouldn't necessarily have to have it like in your pocket, but like you know kind of you know on your uh, you know on your uh, stand you know next next to the couch. But if you left to go anywhere, you had to bring it with you, and I could just at any point ask you for a picture of the rock, and if you didn't. It would add another month you had to hold on to the rock, and any listener could also at any point ask you, "I want to see the rock." And you have to do it. I don't want to talk to that many people. I don't want people talking to me either. I'm not trying to initiate right, conversations. It could, just, it could just be me. I'll I'll be the uh, I'll be the funnel. If they get a hold of me, and then I'll get a hold of you. I don't like the, the emphasis on me having to do this already. All right, I, well, yeah, I'll, you get a hold of me, and I'll I'll get a hold of Zach, and, and then I won't respond to you, and no one will ever get to Zach. But it's 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 all right. <laughs> I don't like the idea that you're already thinking I'm going to lose this year. I, I don't know if you well, know this, but I have a TBR. One of us, so many games. One of us is 
is going to lose. And I just want to come in. I want to be coming in confidently. I don't want to be coming in expecting to lose. Yeah, I'm not gonna. A lot of this is just about confidence. I'm not gonna lock it in this year. I, I I can't I can't do that. I think it's way too open of a field. I don't think there's even one like significantly good team that's like head and shoulders above everyone else. There's some time left of the season. I mean, do you think there's like a clear cut favorite at the moment? Like for sure. Like you you universally everyone's saying this is the team. Uh, I think that the consensus right now would be Houston, but I don't think that people are in consensus that they're head and shoulders above everybody else. Like we've, uh, you know, necessarily had in the past. That wasn't even the team I had in my mind either. So like, yeah, that's just what that says. Oh, who are you thinking of? Well, I, it, the, 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 the recent drama has made me second guess the, 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 the one of the higher ranked teams. I'll, I'll just leave it at that with the, the Alabama circumstances over there. Just, just oh, not- Brandon, Brandon Miller. Just doing not smart things and not fun stories to talk about or read about, and I don't really want to take the time in the segment right now to bring all that shit in there. But it's just there, there's a good team there. There's, there's a good team in, within there somewhere. I don't I don't know if we're gonna see it this year. I don't know if that stuff gets resolved before, or after, or, or what what takes place, or or what even the right thing is to do with all this. But there's a there's a wrongdoing that took place and some answers that need to be questioned. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, any, any other college things you want to talk about here? I mean, I, we threw out all the bets. I don't have any bets. I, I was kind of hoping you were going to force the terrible idea I have for our, my consequence here, but it's 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 just not appropriate. I, I don't I don't think it's like how how much money do you think you could make on OnlyFans, and like what's the fair number that you have to reach, and then that's that's the consequence. Like, is like, do you think you can make fifty bucks on OnlyFans? And nope. how long will it take you to do that? Nope, I don't think I could. And they would just keep going until you get it. I think the the whole just OnlyFans is the like the default of like ah I could just go do OnlyFans. I think it's similar to a lot of other things that the people that are successful at it that are at the absolute top, that's what you hear about. But they're they're like the one percent of the one percent, and just way more people are making no money. Oh, absolutely. That's the that's the consequence of all this. And then the other thing about it is you don't even know what's gonna work and what's not gonna work. So now you're in a no predicament idea. where, you know, maybe you don't have to do anything. And maybe you just maybe you should maybe you start giving out college basketball advice. Yeah. Maybe you just start doing that. And somebody just tips you on that and, and you get a subscription on it. The thing on here is all this really is at this point is it's a paywall. Because there's plenty of OnlyFans content that is isn't even uh, fully nude or, or anything like that. I think there's people just doing Instagram stuff on there and it's just a paywall. That's like a setup paywall too. Yeah, like very established. I I think that's the bigger deal of all of this. So if you if you remove the the nudity part of all this and you view OnlyFans purely as a pay as a paywall, is there a consequence baked in here somewhere? <laughs> I, I I think kind of like some of my ideas. Like there there's definitely a nugget of an of an idea there. I just don't know how it gets all the way fleshed out of. What level do you have to go to? Yeah, well, that's the thing. And, I, is it should we just make it like one dollar? Like you got one person to give you money for God knows what. And it could just be for a fantasy advice thing. That one video you posted on there, or is it is it like you got to make fifty bucks because it's the minimum you could set is I don't know twenty dollars or something. I I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But I'm just what is the number? <laughs> yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I'm gonna add that to the list. I I just more think of it's. 
I, I I have no interest in doing it. This is why it's a really good consequence. That's why it's a punishment. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I'm not trying to get you in any career trouble here either, bud. You know, let's 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 keep that. Uh, you know, yeah, Zach got canceled off the the podcast. He, uh, <laughs> I, I just I can't how even I, imagine. How, how am I gonna get canceled off the podcast? It's just you and me. We get to do all make all the decisions. Yeah, I, I think that's why no one listens. <laughs> uh, all right. Any other ideas for consequences out here? I think there's something to flesh out there. I don't. I don't know if it's a good idea. I'll come up, I'll come up with some more for uh, for for next week. And I do think we should do the wheel again. So if we get enough of these ideas, which kind of what we already got now, and maybe scrounge a couple from uh, some leftovers from past years, and we'll spin a wheel and we'll have, we'll have a we'll have a chance to decide our fate. How are you feeling about this year? I mentioned I don't really have a good idea about the clear-cut favorite. You're, you're feeling good? You said you want to feel confident about this year? I think this might be the year that I get a perfect bracket. Well, it won't be the first year you tried. Yeah, oh, for sure. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good this year. Uh, anybody that hasn't been watching uh, college basketball, the, uh, the, the Blue Bloods, some of the Blue Bloods have been a little bit down, but uh, – Kentucky has just reemerged in the top 25, and uh, Duke was just on the the outside of it. Uh, North Carolina, very much on the bubble right now, but they beat uh, Virginia uh, on Saturday pretty handily. And uh, Virginia was ranked uh, top 10 in the AP poll. So some of the uh, the, the Blue Bloods are kind of making uh, a little bit of a push right now. So if, if those are the teams that you're into, you know, don't 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 sleep on them. Well, enough with the big dog talks. Let's talk about a couple crazy buzzer beaters here. I did watch a couple college games. You were watching this one live, and I was like, you know what? You you were like, hey, you got to go get into this. It's like, don't tell me what's happening. I'm recording it. I will just rewind it a little bit, and I'll I'll get caught up with you. Boy, did I get caught up. This Iowa, it's Iowa, right now, Iowa State, Iowa. Iowa. Iowa against Michigan State. Comeback City, of which Michigan basically makes all of their free throws. And Iowa just comes down and hits a three every single time, five times in a row. So it's like two points, two free throws, three points over there. They're making up one point like per per shot here and eventually to the point where they tie the game and send it in overtime. I wasn't even mad at Michigan State for the way they played. They made all the, I think they made all their free throws with the last one. Yeah. Which is like, all right, well, what more can you do? I couldn't imagine being told you're going to shoot free throws essentially for, what, two and a half minutes, which in real time is 20 minutes and – and at the end of all of it, you made all your free throws. You did everything you could. It's not like you could have ran an offense. They're fouling you instantly. And then somehow you end up tied at all of this. And it's like they roll the ball out. And they're like, hey, by the way, it's tied now. You're, you guys haven't played for 20 minutes. And the other team has all the momentum in the world. Good luck for this 500 overtime. I kind of felt I've, bad. I've nev- I, I felt bad for I've, I've never seen a comeback like that. They were down 10 points with 38 seconds to go. And exactly what you said of they fouled and then they hit threes. And normally in this situation, it's one of the teams you, you start melting down. You know, it's one and one. You miss the front end of the one and one. You know, it's basically a turnover or you do turn it over in the backcourt, whether it's a five seconds or a steal and a quick bucket. But it's like Michigan State, it was almost like quicksand. And it's like, oh, well, we're, we're fine. Well, we're fine. And then I, I, I mean, there's always the argument to, you know, to, to foul – Iowa, but you know not all the teams do that. And even at the end, you know it's when it happens like this, it's always like, oh well, you should have fouled. But then there's other situations where you know that you know comes comes back to bite you. 
but wow, yeah, that was uh, an incredible, uh, incredible game. Middle of the middle of the afternoon, uh, I just kind of had it on with with the sound off because they were down ten with forty seconds to go. It's like this is over. But uh, well, I'll, I'll watch it out and you know see what's on next. But wow, I don't think I've ever seen that five threes in a row in a college game. Well, one more emphasis on them not only making all their free throws, choosing not to foul on the other end. I thought they played pretty good defense on all five of the threes. All five of the threes are like crazy shots that got banked off by the moon super high up in the air and somehow all fall in. All a little bit of a prayer shots, but I, if you're Michigan State, I agreed. I'm not I sure. Agree. If you played any, if you played any more, it's a foul, and whether they make the shot or not, now you just send them to the line for three free throws, which is not the foul you want to make. So like you, you just you played it right. I, I just this other team played it by the book and the book was like if you if you play it perfectly this is, this is how it goes we get three they get two you've, you've maxed out the amount they can get well it's it's, it's got to be you win 99 percent of the time yeah i think so I think it's that's probably a, more than 99 percent. three three points two plus one you carry the one minus the one add the one become the one you win the game okay. be careful with the math here i'm already lost it's fine it's all right it's a hell of a game. I was really disappointed that Michigan State didn't didn't win the game, but it was a hell of an entertainment for an afternoon game. Just madness. Something you would only see in college basketball. A, a mere perfection by the book. Essentially both ways, that ends in a result that is something nobody else would have bet on. It's, there's no way anybody was watching that with 40 seconds left and betting money on, on that team at all. I couldn't no, even I, imagine I, what I the bet it wasn't was. Even, it, wasn't, it wasn't even available. Yeah, because nobody was watching. Even 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 the bookie wasn't even watching. It was like, yeah, oh, you know what, I'm gonna make available. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like, no, yeah, no. this is over. You you're moving on. Yeah, I wonder what the overtime. I, it probably opened up for overtime. Yeah, I, I didn't happen to check it. I was still just like in shock. Just just for the conversation. Because it was here. it was at home. Yeah, yeah. So the so, crowd just like bills and bills and bills, and they are absolutely going bananas. So going into overtime, who do you think the favorite was? I'm going to guess Iowa just because they were at home, and I, I think that they were probably favored going into the game. Yeah, well, fun stuff. Can't wait for the more madness to come here. I'm going to start playing some outro music. Uh, anything else you want to tell the people out there? I feel like I don't really give you the chance here. You got you got time. Yeah, let me just yeah, let me just go through. Uh, you mentioned that game, which actually wasn't a buzzer beater, but. All, all the buzzer beaters that, that happened, both in the NBA and in uh, college. Uh, Trey Young hit a buzzer beater to beat the Nets. Hunter Dickinson hit a buzzer beater to send it to overtime against Wisconsin. That was yesterday. Uh, Matthew Cleveland of uh, Florida State hit uh, a three to beat uh, Miami at Miami. Uh, Arizona State hit a half court, a legitimate half court shot to beat Arizona at Arizona. And this one I think was also yesterday. Uh, Caitlin Clark of Iowa hit a three to beat number two, Indiana. So Iowa women's and men's had a wild time. This doesn't even take into account the near buzzer beaters. And I'm talking about Saturday night when Embiid just after the horn hits a three that would have tied it up as well as I believe it was last night, uh, Paul George hit a three half court shot uh would have been for the win that was just after the uh after the buzzer oh and there's one more there's one more it was late saturday night it was one of the last games san diego state hit a uh a buzzer beater to beat uh new mexico 
it was just a wild game. Uh, everyone that I've talked to has just been like, saying, like, it felt like the tournament of just, it was like every couple of hours, something crazy happened. Only two more days, and it's March, man. March Madness is here. Uh, I have I have one follow up question to all of those. Have you ever make a okay. buzzer beater in your life? No. No. Damn. All right. Well. Have you ever hit a buzzer beater in your life? Yeah, plenty. Like more, Ooh, more, more than plenty. One. Oh, okay. Uh, do you think I I, I saw? I was in, on the court. I was on the court for an intramural buzzer beater, but I I I was a decoy. No, nah, I I've hit a couple. I, you know what? I mean, if if there's under a second left, I'm I'm taking it. I'm calling it that. But uh, what I was gonna ask you was. When Embiid takes a shot, it was almost like instantly he knew he didn't get it off. And I was like, if you know so instantly you didn't get it off, why'd you even shoot it? Because I I was going to ask you, do you think you know if you got it off or not? And I, like I watched all, all the guys you just mentioned. I, I feel like they do if they got it off or not. Maybe it's easier or harder in, in an NBA settings with you know an actual shot clock counting down and buzzer beaters and an actual backboard you could see. None of my buzzer beaters had very good clock visibility, so perhaps that's much more of my circumstance, but... Do you think you would know if you, if you got it off or not? Yeah, we're here in the Embiid situation. Well, you got one and a half seconds. One step and a chuck. You think you know if you're getting it, it off? Would, I, th I think I think there was a little more time, and uh, it, it was pretty close, but it wasn't one of those ones where they go back and forth, and it's like, is it on his fingers, not on his fingers? I mean, it was still in, in his in his arm, in, in his hand. And I think part of it, too, was even if he hits it, it's just for a tie. So I think it was an easy, nope, I, I didn't get it. Let, let, let's get out of here. Yeah, no buzzer beaters. You must have at least called game intramural at least once. No, no, I'm, I'm more of a more of a team player. Like I said, I was I was on the court for one. It was a full court. I think it was uh, under a second. That one was fun. You've only been on the but court for was, one. That's all I can think of. Man, aren't you still playing basketball? You should have way more of these. All right, that, that, well, they don't have buzzer beaters in pickup basketball because you just play to a certain score. It's elam ending basically. Yeah, that's actually way more fun. It's a lot, <laughs> a lot less pressure. You can, you know, it's nice when you get more than one shot at it. I'll say that. <laughs> it's like, oh, I yeah. missed? Cool. We'll do it again. All right. Well, one stop. One stop. Let's go. Uh, all right. We'll be back next week. Again, send those uh, consequence ideas into Zach, and we'll have some more next week. And we'll see how it all goes. Hopefully, Celtics can ride this one out. Go Seas. Go Seas. column A, little column B.